The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So today we're going to continue in 2 Peter. Uh, we are in 2 Peter chapter 3. And uh, if you've watched, if you've been able to watch or listen to the last couple episodes, uh, we have been going through this idea of these people. You go to chapter 2 and it talks about deceivers, false teachers. You go to chapter 3 and let me, let me go to the beginning of it and see if he gives an idea of what it is. Um, these are people that... Um, knowing that they're, uh, well, let me just, instead of trying to find the exact phrase, these are people who know the word of God. They don't deny that God exists. They just say it's not important. And then they come back and they mock it. They mock Christianity and they say, well, if God's real, then where is the promise of his coming? It's been a couple thousand years. I don't think he's really coming. And, and it, it's a legitimate, it's an easy way to get Christians who aren't sure to doubt a little bit. So, but the key is this, and then the passage talks about our hope, our hope of remembering what the people of old have said, remember what the apostles said, remember what the Bible says for us today. And so, he's going to continue to talk a little bit about these people who will choose to ignore God, his position, truth, and things of that nature. So, let's go to chapter 3, verse 5, as we continue to learn a little bit about who these people are. Verse number 5, he says this, For this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water in and in the water. Now, you catch what's being said in verse 5 here. These people are willingly, which means they're choosing to be ignorant, they're choosing to ignore the truth of creation. He's saying, he's describing how the earth was created in in Genesis chapter 1, back in Genesis. And so you look at this and you say, obviously, you know, what they're doing is they're leaning towards evolution, leaning towards this. And, and here's one of the reasons they do this. It's, it's one of the core foundational purposes of the entire premise of evolution, because frankly, it takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in creation. To believe all of this was created by a superior being with great intelligence that it put it together it makes sense because it, it all works together. To believe that this was a, a freak of nature that accidentally happened by some kind of explosion and we can't even explain where the explosion came from because nothing existed before that. And to believe that all of this just randomly happened, the, the incredible detail of the human body just randomly happened, the unknown expansion of our galaxy randomly had. It just takes more faith to believe that. So they choose to willingly ignore those things. Well, why? Because if I believe in a creator, then I have to believe in a someone who created me, which means I have to believe in some level of accountability to that creator. If I can deny a creator and I am just a random speck of nature, then I can live any way I want and I have no accountability and I become my own God. So that's where they come to. They're trying to just eliminate God from the entire picture. So they go to create this ridiculous notion that all of this is just a random act. Go to verse 6. He says, whereby the world, that, that, that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. He's talking about the flood. It was there and then overflowed and many perished. Verse 7, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved in the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So he references the current scenario. This is kept. Uh, those things are going to happen again. We know that the next great punishment on the earth is going to come in the end times when God is going to destroy this earth and create a new heaven and a new earth. So we know that's coming, and we won't get into all the details. The premise is this. We know that what we see today is just a fraction of time. I mean, when you think of eternity and you think of how long human history has already been, what, we do, what we're experiencing right now is a fraction of time. And those who are going to mock it, they have been there since 
Peter was walking the earth 2,000 plus years ago, and well, they're still here today. Uh, it's a little more rampant. It's a little more normal. Granted, they lived in Roman times, you know, the Roman rule. It, it was still pretty rampant in those days to mock and to ignore those things. So he's saying, what we see, what, what I guess the best way to put it is this. Sometimes you wonder why it is that God allows the world to go the direction it does. Why he allows these people who are mocking and are truly fools and truly look at the word of God and say it's baloney and things of that nature and say it's empty and they mock. If God's really, if God's really God, why is he allowing this? And they throw all of this human ignorant the, uh, theoreticals to us. And they say you've got to be a fool to believe these things. I, um, the, that's not abnormal. That's been throughout human history. And if you're going to follow Christ, you're going to have some who are going to say that. And, but the fact is, what we believe will come to pass. And, and God is not so weak as to feeling obligated to prove himself to every foolish person. The Bible tells us we need to come by faith, not by sight. So you got somebody who is convinced this isn't going to happen or whatever. You got, God's not some weak guy trying to constantly convince him, prove himself to these people. He's given them plenty. He's given them creation. He's given them plenty of reason to believe in him. So he's saying, but ultimately the end's going to come. What we believe is going to happen and God's going to give us a new heaven and a new earth. And verse 80 says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as of a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. You see, what is he trying to say? A lot of times we look at, say, you know, God told the people in the book of Acts, and you know, he's going to come back and he's going to come back quickly. Now, Please understand, when he says he's going to come back quickly, it doesn't mean that he's going, to, he's going to come back in the next few days or weeks. What he means is, when he comes, it's going to be very quick. The actions are going to be quick and rampant. I mean, it's just going to be incessantly insane how quickly all of the world changes in just a short, very, very, very short period of time. But what he's saying is, as we look to the future, and it's easy for people to say, is God really coming back? Is all of this true? It's been thousands of years, all of these different things. And the Bible says this, but I'm not sure. And when these scoffers come in, it's easy for us to, in our minds, say, I wonder. I wonder if what they're saying is true. I wonder if what they're saying has any validity behind it. Right? So here's what he's saying. God promised a short time, but in the eyes of God, one day to us is like a thousand years to God. And a thousand years to God is like one day to uh, one day. Here, here's our premise that time doesn't really exist for God. God stands outside of time. We live day to day through time. God, is, God sees the beginning and the end all at one picture. He already knows not only how it's going to end, he's already seen it and he's watching it. And he knows as he stands outside of time how far that end is from where we are right now. The key is we can't be swayed by the ignorance of foolish people. We need to put our confidence in the God who is aware. And in the day he's returning, the day all of that's going to start. It doesn't change because a few people scoff. It's never going to change. It's set, preset in time. Human futuristic history is going to happen. And whether God's plan is that he comes today or comes tomorrow or comes 100 years from now, that plan was preset. It's not changing, and he's not going to change because of it. God doesn't adjust to the scoffs of mankind. God's got his plan. We adapt and put our faith in him. So let me encourage you, no matter what it is you hear the people say, or maybe you've heard in a podcast or what, other people want to convince you you're wrong because your beliefs haven't come to fruition yet. Don't worry about that. Uh, that is just the way the world's trying to do to push God out of the way. Keep your eyes on God and know that his promises always come to pass because he is a faithful God. And he will one day come back. He will one day throw off the evil rule. He will one day place his son, Jesus, will come back and place himself upon the throne of David. He will rule the earth from there. And there will be a glorious day of peace one day. But until then, let's just keep strong. Keep walking after God. Keep encouraging others to Christ. And keep pointing uh, each other and, and, and the lost to Jesus Christ. 
Thanks again for joining us today on this Friday, giving us the opportunity to be part of your day. It's greatly appreciated uh, that you would join us and that hopefully if this is encouragement, maybe you'll share it with others. We do greatly appreciate this privilege. We hope we see you again on Monday.